Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning points for the episode on a scale of 1 to 100. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. Mm, but before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest. So let's give a warm welcome to today's guest, John Presloy. John, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, AJ. How are you doing? I am doing just fine and dandy. Now, John, you are uh, the third member of the Sons of Anarchy uh, to have made it into the hot seat, our fine Geek Mall team. Uh, why don't you tell everybody uh, anything else about yourself? What brings you to uh, trivia? What brings you to the hot seat? Or just anything well, in general. It's your time. Well, I guess I should be offended, but it is named after Anarchy, so you have to have her on before me. That's, I, that's acceptable. I'll allow that. <laughs> Basically, I'm a microbiologist from Toledo. Uh, people listening to this, probably if they recognize me at all, I was on Jeopardy back in January. Uh, I had a pretty good run. I won a few games, and that led into meeting you. Tim wanted to put together a geek ball team, so I think we met at about 1.30 a.m. in a seedy Las Vegas bar, as all good stories start. Uh, I think we bonded over some reality TV, some trivia, some fantasy baseball. We had some overlapping venn diagram action going on and here i am <laughs> here you are and i see you're wearing a, a fine uh, shirt from uh, team france so uh, yes unfortunately i missed the f episode <laughs> <laughs> well uh yeah we will get to that in just a second uh just to fill you in on the rules and perhaps to let anyone know who might be listening for the first time just what the heck is going to happen here uh there's going to be four rounds of four questions apiece in each round, I will let you know the categories in order that we'll be using for that round. For each question, you get to lock in how many points you wish each question to be worth. Get it right. You get the points. It is just that simple. And there's also going to be a halftime bonus for 10 points. At the end of the game, you get to field what we call the confidence question, which will be your last chance to try and improve your final score. I will explain all of that when we get there, but we cannot get there until we leave from here, embarking on our journey of trivia and fun. Are you ready to go, John? I'm ready and ready. It's, it's like it's like you know you're in the roller coaster. It's just about to get started, and you that and first little stomach's about to drop. Oh, I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> no, I'm sure you'll be fine. In round one, as always, as usual, point value is available to you. One, three, five, and seven. Here are the categories we're going to be using tonight. We're going to kick things off with science, and then we're going to move along to potpourri. Follow that up with Fungo, and we are going to wrap up round one with literature. Before I ask you how much you want the science question to be worth, I'd like to remind you and all of our listeners that this is our alphabet season, which means that every single episode is going to be based on a single letter, and every answer in this episode will have that letter as either the first letter of the first name of a person, the last name of a person. If it's a title, it could be the first letter of any word in the title. Unless I say otherwise, every single answer will start with the letter L. Yes, this is the L episode. I'm sure you... Hopefully it's not for a lovable loser. <laughs> <laughs> or just likable lunkhead. I don't know. <laughs> I can settle for that. That's much better. <laughs> uh, so, knowing now what your letter is, uh, your limitation for your uh, loquacious responses, uh, science is up first. One, three, five, or seven. Science. I think I would be banned if I didn't go big on science. I won't be able to go back to work, so I think I have to go seven here. 
Seven points for the okay. science. You know, these are chosen at random. I'm not trying to ease the scientists into things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but let's, uh, let's hope. Let's hope. All right. Good luck, sir. Here is your seven-point science question. The intensely colorful nature of what mineral is the result of an unusually reactive trisulfur radical anion? I want the name of this substance mined for centuries in Afghanistan. <laughs> you said you were going to ease me into this. Science! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see. Colorful. I said, unfortunately, it's been a very long time since I've had chemistry. <laughs> so all I can think of that start with L, you didn't say element, so I'm guessing it's not something like lithium. Now all I can think of is elements. I shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> that brings limestone, but I don't think that has anything to do with sulfur. But I can't think of a better guess. So I guess we'll just go with limestone and hope I get lucky. <laughs> lucky. Looking for a lucky limestone here. So, seven points on... <laughs> seven points, huh? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. This is a material that was uh, very... It's colorful. It's bright blue. It is a shocking color of bright blue. Uh, it was used in the funeral mask of King Tut... Uh, that made the rounds uh, when it toured uh, so many years ago. Anyone... Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Is this a... Oh, crap. Crap, 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 crap. <laughs> it's not just an L, sir. It's, it's a double a, L. It's a double L. It's lapis lazuli or lazuli or... It is oh! lapis lazuli. Yes, I went for a double L all out of the gate. And I knew. I was going into this looking for double Ls, and I totally... Ah. <laughs> yeah, okay. some people some people pronounce it lazuli. Some people pronounce it... I see Lazuli, but you know, whatever. Lazuli, Lazali, Luzi, the points. I don't know. Luzi in the Lapis Lazuli in the sky with diamonds. Uh, that would be a good Lapis Luzi, Luzi, Luzi. Well, here, here's the good news is, uh, you know, uh, there's still 15 questions left. So, <laughs> plenty of game remaining. Uh, let us move on. Potpourri is next. Uh, you have a one, you have a three, you have a five. All right. So, Clearly, I should slow my roll a little bit. Let's stick with three for this. Three points for potpourri. Good luck. And let's see if we can get on the board with this question. What food gets its name from a translation which defines it as tiny tongues? So let's see. Translation. So it's probably Spanish or French. <laughs> Let me name some languages while I'm trying to think of what it could stand for. So if it's foreign language, the tongue part's probably in front. I know for sure <laughs> what tongue is in any of the languages, uh, but I know like lingua is something, Latin for language maybe, but I think it has something to do with the tongue. Oh, I know there's like the lingual glands under the tongue, sublingual, so lingua. <sighs> I don't know Italian very well. I know Spanish, it would be like linguito or something, but linguini is a food. And it's got lingua in it, and ini sounds like it could mean tiny. So I think I'm going to go with linguini. Linguini is your answer. So, yeah, this is a food that translates from its native tongue into tiny tongues. Uh, so, uh, definitely, uh, you've probably heard of the expression lingua franca. Narrow ribbons of pasta are kind of look like tiny tongues to the Italians. And so, those linguas, those little linguas, or those ling. Guini is correct. Three points. Well done, sir. I'm on the board. 
You are my long nightmare is over. The <laughs> <laughs> long national nightmare. Whew, thank goodness. <laughs> there have been much more severe droughts, sir. <laughs> oh, I've heard. <laughs> they don't need to be named. <laughs> uh, but you're still one point away from Tristan so let's see if we can get you there over the hump uh, we've got two questions left in round one poor poor Tristan uh, Fungo is next you have the one and you have the five so I've generally done good on the old episodes and there was just the one day in Learned League and I'm pretty well on that so I'm pretty confident let's pick the five here Five points for Fungo. You're going to get three different clues, but they're all going to point to the same answer in some way, shape, or form. Good luck. Here is your five-point Fungo. Clue number one. Original name of the Denver Nuggets, although they never actually suited up under that moniker. Clue number two. Turtle in real life. And clue number three. A melodious singer that likes to eat bugs. Easy peasy. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, so turtle in real life makes me think it's probably Entourage. I've never seen Entourage, but I know turtle is in Entourage. <laughs> An actor that plays turtle. Oh, or ah, ah, it could be Lisa Turtle from Saved by the Bell, who is Lark Voorhees. And a lark could also be a singer that eats bugs, a lark bird. I don't know why lark would be a basketball team name. That's not very uh, foreboding. But maybe that's why they changed it without playing. <laughs> You'd rather be a nugget than a lark, I guess. It seems like it fits pretty well for two and three, at least in my head. <laughs> so I think I'm going to stick with lark and cross my fingers. Lark is your answer. So, uh, yeah, when the Denver Nuggets were... Uh originally formed the uh, ownership got together and decided to uh, name the team they made up a design for uniforms and whatnot and they had a little bit of time to uh, second guess themselves and they changed their minds and so when they started uh, playing in the aba they were actually the denver rockets for a number of years before eventually joining the nba and uh, saying yeah, you know houston you can have rockets we'll we'll, we'll turn to nuggets because there's a lot of gold stuff over here and uh the rest as i say is history but that original name that they had were the Larks. Lark Voorhees is Lisa Turtle and a melodious singer that likes to eat bugs. A Lark could be a metal Lark who might have been Metal Lark Lemon who might have played for uh, a basketball team in the ABA back in the day, but more likely known for the Harlem Globetrotters. Anyway, Lark is the answer. Five points. Well done. Huzzah! I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm break, the ladder. Break it up. Break it up. No, he's too good. <laughs> Well done, well done. See, it, once you get a couple. <laughs> once you <laughs> see it, you see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, it's, it's, it's a little puzzle. It's like just the pieces fall into place. There's only so many ways you can go. But yeah, you almost went down the uh, Turtle from Entourage trap there that I had set for you. Well done escaping that so quickly. Oh, wait, I had never seen it. Literature is the last question around one. It is going to be worth one point for that's all that's left you. Here is your single-pointed literature question. Good luck. Uh, what author who died in 2018 is probably best known for a series of books set on an archipelago where magic and dragons rule the day? Well, first thing that comes to mind with magic and dragons is Game of Thrones. <laughs> but that is George R.R. R. Martin, and there's not an L to be found there anywhere. 
And, you know, although perhaps <laughs> his uh, writing has been uh, been buried for quite some time, he's, as far as we know, still alive and kicking. So, <laughs> <laughs> and Then my mind gets stuck with an author that died recently, Miss Harper Lee. But again, I don't think she wrote too many <laughs> books about dragons on an archipelago. Oh, you didn't know Atticus Finch was actually a dragon. It was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, I did not read Ghost and a Watchman. Yeah, uh, just Ghost and a Watchman. It was, it was, yeah, he was actually a watcher on the wall. It did, uh, <laughs> it's a crazy, crazy twist, uh, but yeah. <laughs> it's got to be something kind of sci-fi. I can't even think of anyone that died recently. Yeah, so can't think of any good authors that start with L. And even though this is definitely not the right answer, and I'm pretty sure he's still alive, I'm going to go with uh, Larson. <laughs> okay. Larson is your answer. Uh, so this author, uh, really, I just like the word archipelago. It's one of my favorite words. It just has a certain ring to it. The whole location of these novels, I believe it's a trilogy. So, you know, it's magic, but on uh, on the water, and uh, it's kind of like uh, all of the planet is just these small little islands, and there's a whole bunch of intrigue and uh, coming-of-age stuff and whatnot. The series is called the Earth Sea series, and the author in question is one Miss Ursula Le Guin. Oh, yeah, she did just die. I have heard of that. I thought it was going to be something I never even heard of, but I have heard of that. I've never read it, but I've heard of it. Well, no. well then. And if I were to do a limerick about her life, I would somehow try to work in the word penguin. Rhyme with Ligwit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm stretching here. I'm stretching. You know, look, that was a good first round. Uh, that last pun of mine. There's, there's a reason I gave one for literature, so hey. Eight out of a possible 16. Uh, 50%. If we can keep that going, you'll do quite well. Uh, round two is upon us now. Point values are going to increase to two, four, six, and eight. Who do we appreciate, John? We appreciate you. And here are the categories of appreciation headed your way. We're going to kick things off with what comes next. And then analogies. Follow that up with movies. And we are going to wrap up the first half and round two with music. But first things first, what comes next, John, when I ask you what comes next? Two, four, six, three. This feels like the dangerous round. These are a lot of the tricky categories where (laughs) it either makes sense to you or it's hard to work them through. Such as uh, Beat My Guest. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm really bad with movies, so I want to save the low point for that. So let's try six. No, yeah, six. <laughs> six, two, four, eight, wait, five, three. Uh, oh, no, what am I doing again? <laughs> six points for what comes next. Good luck. Here we go with the following sequence. Ben Kingsley, 1988. Jude Law, 2009. Martin Freeman, 2010. What comes next, 2012? I'm sure you must have been trying not to laugh when I said movies were a bad category. <laughs> this is about, I assume this is about actors. So maybe they were up for an award or they played the same role. Problem is, I can't think of any big roles. The only Ben Kingsley role I can think of is Gandhi, but that was earlier than 88. I don't even know who Martin Freeman is. <laughs> that will be a problem, yes. <laughs> It'll be tricky. Uh, Jude Law. So I'm going to assume that this is for a role and not necessarily an award or a nomination. 
only because the years are so far apart. Or possibly they got nominated for playing the same role. But if it's the same role, then it's got to be probably a historical figure. I know Jude Law is British, and this could be wrong, but I want to say Ben Kingsley and Martin Freeman sound vaguely British <laughs> in the best of ways. So then the answer would be someone who played Churchill more recently than 2010. And I know somebody won an Oscar for playing Churchill. I want to say it's, for some reason, Clive Owen, but there's no L there. So actor with an L. Oh, I have a feeling this is going to kill me as soon as I hear it, actually. <laughs> this is going to bother me. God, I can't even think of a British actor with an L right now. I can't even, oh, I can't even think of an L to guess. This is terrible. I don't think he's British. But I want to say he's Australian. But right now, Hugh Laurie is the only L actor I can think of that's, again, vaguely British. <laughs> but he certainly hasn't been up for an Oscar or anything like that. I don't know. I don't want to take too long on this. So let's just stick with Hugh Laurie and X this one out. <laughs> All right. Hugh Laurie is your answer. Now I'm going to put you out of your misery quickly on this one. Uh, it is not correct. However, <laughs> you have no idea how close you are with that answer. Um, you were absolutely spot on that these are all people who played the same role in film or on TV. Ben Kingsley, back in 1988, it was uh, not exactly the greatest uh, greatest movie of all time. Uh, Martin Freeman, you don't know. He is the guy who played The Hobbit in The Hobbit, a uh, British guy. Also been hanging out with Benedict Cumberbatch of lately uh, in a little show called Sherlock. Hugh Laurie, of course, on House. House is based on Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> which is why it's called House instead of Holmes. They did a little pun there. He's basically Sherlock. Uh, so the latest incarnation started in 2012 of uh, Sherlock Holmes uh, on television called Elementary. And these people all played Watson. The current portrayer of Watson on Elementary is Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. Ah, 40% of the way there. Yeah, you get it. Again. It's screwed over on the double L yet again. Indeed. Although, going down my vaguely British path, I don't think I ever would have gotten to Lucy Liu. So. No, it's, it, <laughs> it is a tricky one, but, uh, you know, uh, like you said, you, you they're all British. They all played the same role. And like I said, you had Hugh Laurie. It's this, the, it, 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 it's dancing around. It just didn't quite get there. All you Lucy Lou's. Shake it. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. And it didn't come into focus. So, you know, it's it's okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let us move along to analogies. You have a two. You have a four. You have an eight. You have choices. Uh, let's go with four here. Four points for analogies. Good luck. And here is your four-point analogy question. Iceberg is to Titanic. As torpedo is to what? Okay, so the Titanic sank when it hit an iceberg. For a second, when you started with iceberg, I was going to just lettuce, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think lettuce has too much to do with torpedoes. Torpedo would have sunk or hit something. I assume a ship if it's a torpedo. Torpedo's way off track if it's <laughs> hitting something that's not in the water, I guess. So it's got to be another ship, I'm thinking. And the only other ship I can think of is the Lusitania. And that would make sense because that was right around the time when the United States got into the war due to the U-boat attacking all their ships and 
British ships and merchant ships and some murky area about what was actually a merchant ship or not, but I think I'm going to stick with the Lusitania. The Lusitania. Fun fact, it actually still took two years for the United States to go to war uh, after this happened, so a uh, little, little feet dragon there. Uh, the Titanic, as we all know, sank on its maiden voyage thanks to that uh, inability to avoid a giant object that doesn't move. Uh, <laughs> It was dark. <laughs> it was dark, and you know I couldn't hear over the band playing because the band played on. Yeah, fifteen hundred people died on the Titanic. Uh, only eleven hundred or so died on this ship, uh, who at least had a hundred uh, voyages under its belt, getting sunk on its one hundred and first voyage. Lusitania is correct. Four points for you. Well, well done. Sweet. <laughs> who says I don't? do some easier questions somewhere in here. Everyone says it. Everyone says it, AJ. (laughs) (laughs) Movies. Movies. I I have a feeling you've already told me how much you love movies, you cinephile you. Uh, You have a two, uh, you have an eight. What are you going to do for the movies? I'm going to go with two. (laughs) I'm shocked. Shocked! To discover this gambling in Casablanca. All right, you're winning, sir. Two points for movies. Good luck. And here is your two-point movies question. Emma Watson was asked to star in what film? A role she turned down in order to appear instead in Beauty and the Beast. Ironically, the male star of the film she turned down had just rejected Beauty and the Beast to take that role. Hmm. So Beauty and the Beast came out, I think, last year. Maybe 2017. That's so pretty recent. I'm guessing the other one is pretty recent too. So it's a movie, probably with a younger woman in it. Don't know if that would mean it's a romantic comedy or sci-fi or horror. <laughs> Period piece. I don't know. Biopic. How many other movies? Are there? <laughs> so what other role could I see Emma Watson in? And I'm trying to think of some movies that came out recently. Again, I'm having trouble <laughs> thinking of anything that starts with an L. I can think of uh, Divergent and Hunger Games, something like that alley. But maybe that's just because she's younger and I'm getting stuck in the young adult pigeonhole of doom. L, 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 L. Lost something maybe last. Uh, I have a feeling. I have a bad feeling this is going to be another <laughs> one that I'm just going to like, oh, as soon as I hear the answer. Little... It should be another star, because if they're going for Emma Watson, I think they're going for a big name. So it should be someone famous in this movie. That's not helping. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't I a delight? (laughs) It's frustrating, because it feels like this is going to be one that I'm going to know when I hear it, or at least have heard of it. So I know this is a movie coming out, and maybe it's because I'm stuck with Beauty and the Beast and Disney on the brain now. But now all I can think of is The Lion King. So barring any other answer I can think of, I'm just going to go with The Lion King and prepare to X this one out too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I love the confidence that you bring to each and every answer. That's the best part (laughs) of this game. (laughs) I know what I don't know. can guarantee that you have you have heard of this film so they didn't go totally obscure here uh yeah it was just one of these weird quirks that uh she was originally cast in this and said no i'm gonna do the other and ended up missing out and crossing paths with ryan gosling who went on to star with a different emma emma stone in a film uh 
Why stop at two L's when I can go with three L's? La, a la, a land. La, la, land. I never would have guessed that, but yes, I have heard of that movie. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Uh, oh, I, I see it's written on the card. Uh, no, Moonlight. The correct answer was Moonlight, not La La Land. Oh, so close. Oh, no, 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 no. Steve Harvey ended all up in here. Yeah, La La Land. I, I guess they were contractually obligated to have an M in the film, but uh, that would have been a different movie. Uh, I don't know if it would have been better, would have been worse, but it would have been a different movie. That's for sure. <laughs> Certainly with all the magic going on, she could have just gone Expelliarmus, Wingardium Leviosa and floated through the sky and anywho. <laughs> Music is our final question for the half. It is going to be worth eight points. Uh, are, are you a big music buff because you've saved the eight for here or did it just work out that way? Uh, it worked out that way and I actually have an answer on my brain right now and we'll see if I'm right. <laughs> okay, hey, you know, I, I do not poo-poo the uh, psychic hunches. Uh, they sometimes work out, although mostly they don't. But you never know. <laughs> I'm positive it will not, but <laughs> a false confidence is what I'm going with. Right? There you go. Hey, it served you well so far. Good luck. Here is your 8-point music question. What artist is responsible for the following lyric? And I wonder if I ever cross your mind. For me, it happens all the time. It doesn't ring any bells right off the top of my head. Don't know if it sounds sort of like a love song. So for some reason, I wonder if I ever cross your mind is sticking in my head. Like, I feel like that would be the lyric that I would remember. <clears throat> That's tricky, too, because there's not really any other clues. <laughs> there's no context clues in there. No, the only not even a, It's not even gendered. <laughs> nope, the only thing you get is that there's going to be an L in there somewhere. <laughs> Again, barring any good guesses, and I'm not sure that I'll be able to think of this. If it doesn't ring any bells right away, I don't think it's going to. Um, so I'm just going to look up to the heavens and rely on the psychic precog and go with Lisa Loeb. <laughs> Lisa Loeb. Last well. You know, you say, I only hear what I want to. I know you want me to say, you're right, but uh, uh, I think you're going to stay with the same number of points you had before this question. <laughs> I'm only hearing negative here, AJ. Uh, no, 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 bad. Uh, yeah, so this, uh, you're right, it's a bit of a love song. It's actually, it's an interesting little song because it's uh, by a group that has both male and female singers. It's a little ditty. And I wonder if I ever cross your mind. For me, it happens all the time. Quarter after one, I'm a little drunk and I need you now. That is Need You Now by Lady Antebellum. Yeah, okay. I've only heard the song a couple times, though, so I'm not too bad. Not my genre either, but hey, uh, hopefully it was not uh, too uh, unlark-like. <laughs> a little melodious there, yeah. It was a little Lark Voorhees-like, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and I screech you now. <laughs> We're all doing the spring. Zoinks! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, uh, you know what? Not a complete disaster. I actually do have to do math here because you got four points in that round. I'm going to add that four to the eight you had coming into round two, and that means at halftime, 12 points, double digits. That is always a positive. Uh, well done. <laughs> here is how halftime works. It is going to be our only partial credit question of the game. I'm going to ask you the question, and then we are going to pause for a little a breather. You can... Uh, Take your time, mull over your potential responses to the following question. Uh, once I read it to you, uh, you know, uh, we'll go on that break.
break. We'll come back and we'll see if you can correctly answer oh, this question here. Is this question I've said about 16 times now the word question, and so I better give you the question. Otherwise, you'll start questioning me. Uh, there are nine countries. Nine countries. That's all. That start with the letter L. For two points each, I want you to name for me the five most populous of those L countries. Take a little time to think about your potential responses to that question. And we'll be back after the break. If you'd like to support Beat My Guest, helping to make more episodes like this possible, please consider becoming a patron. Just like Matthew, Chris, Terry, and many others who have joined since the start of the season. Check out patreon.com slash beatmyguest for details. And now back to me for the second half of this week's episode. And welcome back to Beat My Guest. My guest this week is John Presloy. When we last left John, he was sitting on a healthy 12 points, working on the following halftime bonus question. There are nine countries in the world. Let's start with the letter L for two points each. I've asked him to name for me the five most populous of those L countries. John, whenever you're ready, let me know which five you have come up with. Okay, so after the last couple of rounds, <laughs> this one is a little more in my wheelhouse. Geography is one of my stronger suits. And there's only nine countries, so right now I'm just trying to think of the nine countries and then kind of pick them off from there. Off the top of my head, we have Libya. We have Laos, we have Latvia and Lithuania, we have Liechtenstein, Luxembourg, uh, that's what, six, and then we have Lesotho, which is seven, and what would be the other two? Lebanon is eight. Let's see if I can get the ninth. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would still have to pick the top five, but at least that would be a good start. So the fact that I can't think of the ninth quickly makes me feel like at the very least it's going to be something a little smaller. So I'm not super worried if I can't think of that last one. But that could also be famous last words. <laughs> and it could be something super, super obvious, and I'm going to look very foolish. <laughs> okay, so at least let's go with these eights. I, Luxembourg and Liechtenstein are both pretty tiny, so I'm confident crossing those ones off. And then I would probably, out of Libya, Laos, Lithuania, Latvia, Soto, Lebanon, I think Laos is definitely going to be up there. I guess would be Lebanon would also be decently high. Libya, probably. I'd probably do Latvia and Lithuania over Lesotho. So now it's just a question of if I'm missing <laughs> a very large, obvious L country. in South America, I can't of any other ones in Europe. I can't think of any ones in Asia. And that would be the really scary one. Because I know there's definitely some populous countries in Asia. So I'll talk slowly just in case I think of one. But I'm going <laughs> to go with Laos as number one. We'll go with Lebanon as number two. Libya as number three. Lithuania as four. We will stick with Latvia is five okay those are your five answers i mean i think uh you're gonna be pretty satisfied with uh your responses here it's a small group to choose from obviously so uh, i'm gonna work from the bottom and move up the list here coming in at 189th amongst all countries but 
uh, ninth on our list here of L's. Yeah, the very tiny 38,000 people of Liechtenstein. Then 602,000 people, Luxembourg. So yeah, the two tiny ones. Think it's so far. <laughs> let's, let's ignore them. Uh, <laughs> then we got two very close together. Uh, not much separating them. Uh, they are going to come in at number seven and six and therefore earn no points. We have Latvia at 1.9 million and Lesotho at 2 million. No points for those. Here are the ones that do earn points. Well, obviously, you're going to get four of them right. I mean, you know that. Uh, Lithuania, 2.8 million. We have uh, Lebanon, 6.1 million. We have Libya, 6.6 million. And we have Laos at 7.1 million. I've left out the one that you forgot about. It's lots in at number four with 4.8 million people. It is in Africa. It is Liberia. Oh, yeah. I should have known that. Well, that's okay. I did pretty good, I think. Absolutely. Point eight points. There. Eight points. Uh, you came in to halftime twelve. You're leaving halftime with twenty. I say that's a job well done, sir. Twenty points as we head into round three. In round three, those point values they're going to stay exactly the same. Two, four, six, and eight. However, the categories. Well, they're going to be a change in, and here's what they're going to be a changing to. We're going to kick things off with television, and we're going to move along to everyone's favorite new category. Say it with me if you want only <laughs> in. Um... Florida. <laughs> yes, indeed. After that, we're going to uh, listen to a little audio hodgepodge, which admittedly is a bit of lifestyle. And we're going to wrap up round three with sports. Television's up first, though. Two, four, six, or eight, John. Let's see. TV is very hit and miss for me. There's, I think, some, if I know it, I'll know it really well. And there's a lot of TV that I have not seen, such as Entourage. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to go too high with this. Let's stick with Florida Scary. <laughs> yes, yes, scary. it is. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go with six for TV. Six for TV. All right, good luck. And here is your six-point television question. She has starred in Conrad Bloom, 9JKL, and can currently be seen on the third season of Santa Clarita Diet. But she's likely best known for a 1970s sitcom for which she sang the theme song. Who is she? Okay, so she sang the song in the 70s. That means she has to be a little older now. So she's probably at least, at the very least, in her 50s. Now I'm stuck on trying to think of double L's. (laughs) (laughs) So I've never seen any of these shows. That will be a bit of a hurdle to clear, sure. <laughs> I do remember seeing a lot of commercials for 9JKL. If I'm remembering right, that is, it looked like it was something about an apartment building and the guy with his wacky neighbors, and I think his wacky neighbors were his family, but that could be like some weird fever dream I'm having. But that would fit if she's an older woman, if it was like his mom or something. Santa Clarita Diet, I know... Drew Barrymore is in that. But that's all I know about it. I think she eats people. If I'm <laughs> remembering my vague information about it, but that doesn't help me too much with this one. <laughs> Maybe it's so, is it someone she ate? <laughs> so what, what actress in her 50s looks like she would be delicious? <laughs> Lisa Lindsay... Lara, Louise. <laughs> now all I can think of is Laverne and Shirley, but that's not even her name. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Penny Marshall, and I'm delicious. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Real. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is another one that I feel like could bother me when I hear it because it's something that a name I could probably come up with. The only theme songs I can think of from '70s shows are "All in the Family," <laughs> and that's not right. Laverne and Shirley, because I can't get that off of my head. Three's Company. I think that was a 70s show. I had the hair for it. <sighs> okay, I don't think I'm ever going to just pull this out of thin air, so now I just need to think of a random L name. Let's go with Lambert. That sounds like a perfectly respectable. Decent no, 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 just Lambert. Just Lambert. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. don't, don't complicate No heroes. No heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Adam Lambert was on Glee, so there. <laughs> something, right? <laughs> yeah, it is something. Uh, you were you were correct. Nine JKL was uh one of them. Uh, the guy lives in Nine J, and in Nine K was his parents, and his Nine L was his friends. You know, it was three three apartments that uh, all love each other. There, uh, I believe Elliot Gould played the father on that show. Uh, this actress played the mother. She was also the mother on Conrad Bloom. Uh, she is a Meals on Wheels recipient in Santa Clarita Diet, uh, and uh, although she is not uh, eaten, she is bitten. Spoiler alert! She is bitten by uh, Drew Barrymore's character and becomes the, uh, uh, let's just say, zombie. They don't like the, the Z word on that show, but uh, the, the zombie. Meals on Wheels just a roller waitress? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, in the 70s, she was also the mother to Tommy on a sitcom where she played a waitress. Early to rise, early to bed. Oh, and no! in between, I cooked oh, and cleaned and no! went out of my head. Oh, Alice! Linda Lavin, yes, oh. Linda Lavin. Uh, the the <laughs> new time on those '70s shows. Feeling <laughs> good. <laughs> After the first season, they made it a little more bluesy. The the song. <laughs> Got to jazz it up. <laughs> Absolutely. Bum, 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 bum. No points for you on that one, but we got plenty of questions left in round three. That was just the first one and a half. It's all good. You, you, you got the first one in the first half wrong and then got two right in a row, so I'm counting on you. Uh, only in Florida. Two, four, or eight, sir. Oh, I have to go two here. <laughs> this is so random. <laughs> it, yes. Yes, it this is. Could be, and this can and will be literally anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes. <laughs> You ain't wrong, sir. Good luck. <laughs> really, good luck. Here is your two points. Only in Florida question. In the town of Lake Worth, this past February, a camera that was installed in a resident's front door caught an unidentified bearded man doing what? <laughs> yeah, this could literally be anything. Which is why two points is exactly what you should have done here. <laughs> Very wise. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, this is... Did it say where the camera was? I, was it just a camera? It's just one of those uh, newfangled things where, you know, people are putting the cameras in their doors to catch uh, whatever people are doing. Those, those meddling kids ringing my doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, I, so believe, I believe I believe the company that produces these is called Ring. So they're the <laughs> Ring cameras, and so they're, they're installed wherever Ring installs their cameras. So someone can ring the doorbell and get off my stoop. I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut okay. to Sam Waterson selling life insurance. And <laughs> <laughs> are you old? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna die. <laughs> Let's go with the limbo. <laughs> 
The limbo is a perfectly cromulent answer. Love it. <laughs> Love it to death. And quite frankly, there are no wrong answers here. There are just wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not the right answer. That's all. So he, he rang the doorbell and then he proceeded to uh, point uh, very pointedly, I guess is the only way to describe <laughs> it. He, he had some sort of flyer or something. Uh, you really couldn't make it out in, in, the, in the video, but he was pointing at it very seriously. I uh, don't know exactly what he was trying to say. And then he spent the next couple of minutes licking the doorbell. <sighs> licking. <Actually> almost there. <laughs> yeah. That was one of my maybe guesses. <laughs> yeah. Licking the doorbell was the correct answer. I'm sorry. I cannot give you the points, though. I don't think I'll be getting that visual out of my head anytime soon. And <laughs> darn, is it entertaining. <laughs> now imagine him licking the doorbell while also limboing. Indeed. And <laughs> singing along to bum, 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 bum. Audio hodgepodge is going to be our next <laughs> category here. Here is how this is going to work, John. I'm going to read your question. When I'm done with the question, I'm going to play a little clip for you. The idea is that after you have heard said clip, you will be able to easily come up with the correct answer to said question. Before I do all of that, however, I need to ask you four points or eight points. Well, to continue my awesome streak right now, I think I have to go with four. Four points. All right. Here we go with your audio hodgepodge question. Please, sir, listen to the following clip, and you have your choice. You can either tell me the name of the original artist of this song, or you can tell me the name of the actress who stars in the movie in which this version of the song is used. Creep on in, on in, on in. So this is very frustrating because I know I've heard the song, <laughs> but I couldn't tell you anything about it being in a movie. And I feel like <laughs> if I could figure out a movie, maybe I could at least get the actress. But part of me wants to just take a stab and go with an actress. It feels like a very, I would say it sounds like more of a modern-ish, like kind of spooky movie. And I can't think of a spookier actress than Lindsay Lohan, but I couldn't tell you what movie that could be from. And it's a double L, so I like that. <laughs> but that doesn't, I can't think, it certainly wasn't in Mean Girls. So then I'm stuck with trying to remember <laughs> who made that song. I'm thinking like Luna, Luna sounds familiar. Oh, oh, oh um, um, I believe this is Luna's, Luna's. In my head, so I'm gonna go with Lunas. Lunas is your answer. I, uh, Lindsay Lohan is certainly uh, scary. Uh, <laughs> I will agree <laughs> with you there. The music in question is certainly also quite scary. It has been uh, uh, pretty much uh, all over the TV over the past uh, couple of months because it is uh, from a current uh, horror film, uh, one from a Mr. Jordan Peele, his follow up to Get Out. The film is Us. 
the actress in question who uh, plays uh, an incredible double role, and I would really be surprised if uh, Oscar uh, Gold does not, at least a nomination, does not come her way. Uh, she's already had nominations in the past, and a little win for 12 Years a Slave. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o is the actress, and uh, the name of the song, I Got Five on it, and, uh, you know, you said Lou, you said Luna, you said Lunis. I believe the actual proper, proper pronunciation is Lunis, but it is spelled L-U-N-I-Z. That's good enough for me. Four points. Ooh. I didn't think it was going to be the artist of the song that got you there, but well done. I remember, I heard, like I said, I've heard not that version, but I know I've heard back in the day. I'm much older than I look. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've discussed that, and uh, <laughs> and yet he got carded in Vegas, folks. <laughs> well, it's yeah. very dark and smoky. And... I'm just saying, if they didn't believe you were 21, they're not going to believe that age on your ID, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, well done. Four points for you. Loonies, or Lupita Nyong'o, are the answers. Uh, sports is next. It is eight points. How oh, are you on regretting... the sports? <laughs> I'm already regretting leaving. I'm decent. This is kind of like the TV, where I think there's a lot that I'm going to know and a lot that I will never, ever, ever get to. So maybe eight was a mistake here, but... We shall find out as we <laughs> ask you the eight-point sports question. Good luck. Born in Southern California, this four-time Olympic gold medalist became the first woman to slam dunk successfully in an official WNBA game. Who is she? Okay, so four-time Olympic gold medalist. That means she's been around. So four Olympics is at least 12 years. So I know there was someone out of Baylor that was a good dunker. But A, I don't think her name was with an L. And she definitely has been long enough to be four-time Olympics. Sticking with the double Ls, and I believe she was just inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, but I could be wrong about that. Um, but I know Lisa Leslie was a really big figure in women's basketball for a very long time. So she certainly would have the credentials to be around for that many Olympics. I couldn't say if she was a dunker or not, but I certainly don't have any better guesses. And it's a double L, so I'm going to go with Lisa Leslie. Lisa Leslie is your answer. Uh, certainly a double L, certainly a basketball player. Uh, yeah, the... Uh gold medalist uh, four times uh, just kept on uh, going back to the U.S. national team in basketball and uh, uh, certainly one of the uh, early stars of the WNBA uh, for the Los Angeles Sparks dunked in uh, a game was the first woman to do that that's pretty much all needs to be said here she be good she be Lisa Leslie eight points for you well done Never in doubt. That's why I saved the eight for <laughs> sports. Of course. I, I had full confidence the whole time. <laughs> uh, well done. Well done. 12 points out of a possible 20 in that round. Going to add those 12 to the 20 going in. And 32 points is where you sit. And we are entering the round four, which is our highest scoring round of the game. Plenty of opportunity for you to get even more magical points. Are you ready for round four, sir? I was born ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Point values, as I said, will increase to three, five, seven, and nine. And here are the categories we're going to be using for round four tonight. First thing for this round will be the mashup. And we're going to follow that up with Around the World. Move along to Who Done It. And we are going to wrap up the second half in round four with History. 
Mashup is up first, however. Three, five, seven, or nine. So there's a lot of categories that I actually kind of like in this round. Uh, the mashup is one that I... So I'm always 50-50 on the mashups. So half the time, I know it instantly. Like, yeah, this is perfect. And half the time, I completely forget it's a mashup. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just trying to think of one answer, and I just get stuck. But I'm pretty confident in the other categories, so I think I can just do a five. All right, you got five on it. <laughs> Let's hope you're not a loony. Uh, mashup, five points, good luck. Here is your uh, question. This May West play was adapted into a classic 1933 movie where she starred as the singer of a controversial country song called Old Town Road. <sighs> Don't know that I know either of those. <laughs> I think May West is one of those actresses that is kind of more famous than her work in that everyone knows of Mae West. Everyone, uh, you know, why don't you come up and see me sometime? But I couldn't tell you anything that she was actually in or any roles that she actually played. She's just Mae West in Old Town Road. Oof, can't even think of a good mashup. It sounds like it would be like a Bruce Springsteen song. And the only connection I can think of there is Lady Bruce. So let's go with Lenny Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and laugh at how deliriously wrong that is. Uh, well, yeah, I think you know uh, that Mae West probably did not write a play entitled Lenny Bruce, but... <laughs> <laughs> be something if she did. Uh, it would be. That would be quite prescient. So uh, you are absolutely correct that Mae West is probably a bigger name than uh, the material uh, although you know uh, you pretty much gave the uh, the most famous line albeit slightly incorrectly uh, when you come up sometime and see me is what she actually says in the movie she done him wrong which nobody remembers but everyone remembers the line uh, and uh, that is actually uh, a play that she wrote people don't know she wrote her own stuff. She wrote the play, and then she. It took her two years to adapt it to um, Hollywood, and the reason is because she was uh, quite the uh, ribald lady. She uh, she didn't worry about standards. In fact, uh, this was one of the last movies that was produced before they introduced the uh, Hayes Act of standards and practices and the Hayes Code, and said you can't say that in movies. Uh, <laughs> it was really basically an anti May West kind of uh, legislation. But so the play in question was called Diamond Lil. And she played Diamond Lil. The song Old Town Road is controversial. Actually, right now, it debuted just a little bit a while ago and uh, was on Billboard's charts. Uh, and then uh, as it started rising up the Billboard charts, uh, Billboard said, you know what? This isn't country enough. And they took it off of the charts. And most of the people who were a bit upset by this is because the really only reason it seems that they took it off, uh, although they say differently, is because the artist in question is African-American. And, you know, it seems to be some sort of racism there. Why can't uh, a black man put a country song out? There doesn't seem to be anything wrong with the song otherwise. I, I hope this is Lil Wayne. <laughs> it is not Lil Wayne. Uh, it is an artist by the name of Lil Nas X. So we were looking for Diamond Lil Nas X. Uh, it's a current events kind of question. It's It's been in the news. Uh, yeah, I never it, would have gotten either half of those, so I'm not mad. Hey, it's round four. It can be a little hard. Uh, <laughs> I got no apologies here. All right. Well, uh, let us just uh, water under the bridge, water under the bridge, water under the bridge. Uh, around the world is next. You have three. You have seven. You have nine. What say ye, sir? Okay, so I'm hoping this is a little more 
geography based and I did really good on the country questions. So I'm going to throw caution on the wind and use my nine here. All right. Use the nine indeed. Uh, around the world is our geography question. Here is your nine point question. Good luck. While many people think this city is its country's capital, it has not been so since 1991 after construction on a new capital city was finally completed to satisfaction. That's it, huh? <laughs> That's it. Looking for a city that was its country's capital until 1991 when construction on a new capital city was completed. Okay, so this makes me think there's a couple of countries that come to mind that I know have had kind of asterisked or parenthetical uh, capitals. And unfortunately, they both start with L. <laughs> <laughs> so I know Sri Lanka has a new one but it's like a district inside Colombo. You want the original city, so that would not be right, which is good because I think your new one is literally about 50 letters long. <laughs> <laughs> I know Bolivia was La Paz and Sucre, but again, I believe La Paz is the current new capital, so that would take that out too. Uh, the other one, I believe um, I actually had a woman in my lab who was from Nigeria and she was from Lagos, which is a huge gigantic city. Uh, but I know that they made a new capital kind of more in the middle of the country because Nigeria has a lot of ethnic uh, conflicts and divisions. They wanted something a little more central to sort of not advantage one group over the other. And I believe the new capital is Abuja, but I know Lagos is a huge, huge city and it used to be the capital, I believe, and it begins with an L. <laughs> so I think I'm going to stick with Lagos. Lagos is your answer. So uh, one of the uh, benefits of being, you know, let's say older, a little more, a little more uh, seasoned in the world as I am, is that, uh, you know, some of these... pepper pun? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> more, well, in, in that case, uh, Spinderella, drop them beats. Uh, we know more stuff because we've been around longer. It's not that we're smarter. It's just, you know, we've experienced more stuff. But the, the downside to this is that when uh, a lot of the things that we were taught in, when I was taught in elementary school aren't just aren't true anymore. And that is more than just the number of planets in our solar system. World countries that don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I was growing up, uh, this was the capital of its country. And wasn't until recently that I was like, oh, really? It's not? <laughs> Even though it's been now, what, the... Uh, Ooh, about 18 years since they made the change, and still I can never remember the new capital. They built it intentionally to be the capital in the center of the country. Uh, Nigeria is the country. Abuja is the new constructed capital. And Lagos is the answer we were looking for. Well done, nine points. Good job. Sounded like I knew what I was talking about for that question. I yeah, think the only I mean, geography questions, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of countries are doing this. Like Canberra was like, uh, well, we don't, it's Melbourne, it's Sydney. Why don't we put one right in the middle? Let's build a city. Yeah. You know, like they I do use the city we already have when <laughs> we can make a new one. <laughs> exactly. And Abuja is already up to sixth most uh, populated city in Nigeria and uh, and growing. It's one it's yeah, it's probably one of the most uh, increased populations by percentage in uh, the continent. And uh, so, uh, yeah, good on Abuja. Bravo, bravo, Abuja. Well done. Well done, indeed. Who done it is up next. You can use your three. You can use your seven. But you have to tell me first. 
So this is a little scary. I think I'm a little better in history, and the whodunit tends to be, while not Florida levels of random, <laughs> it can be almost anything. And I have a bad feeling this is going to be another movie question. <laughs> so I'm going to go with three. All right. <laughs> three points whodunit. Good luck. Here is your question. Uh, he was born in North Dakota in 1908 and held down such diverse jobs as boxer, soldier, lumberjack, and elephant handler before finding long-lasting success thanks to Hondo. Who done it? None of this is really ringing a bell right now. Hondo. I feel like Hondo is the clue here, and I just have no idea who that is or what he does. <laughs> if this is even a real person, this could be a book character, this could be a movie character. And this is another tricky one because trying to think of an L nineteen oh eight probably would have been big in like forties or fifties, maybe, kind of rounding into that age. So I kinda wanna say that this would be like an actor. So I want maybe going with like an actor from sort of the golden age. So maybe an actor in the thirties, the forties, the fifties. <laughs> Leisure suit Larry. <laughs> <laughs> probably not him. <laughs> And then that gets me worried about being a fictional character again, so that's always scary. Uh, glad I just did three for this one. Let's go <laughs> with... I can't really think of any good answers here. I'll go with Lawrence. Lawrence is your answer. This is someone who, you know, the, the, those jobs, man, though, those are quite varied. Boxer, soldier, lumberjack, elephant handler. This is a guy who traveled the world, just did a lot of traveling. Uh, decided to start writing about his travels, sold a few short stories and articles about his adventures. Then the industry basically told him, like, look, we're not buying anything except Westerns. So if you want to make any money, you're going to have to start to write Westerns. And so he wrote this little thing called Hondo, and it was a huge hit. And he went on to write many, 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 many Westerns. He's kind of considered the king of the Western in America. Uh, author Louis Lamour. Okay, yep. I had no idea. <laughs> Not a big fan of Louis Lamore. <laughs> I've heard the name, but I had no idea. I didn't know Hondo was a Western. I didn't know he wrote Western. So, again, this is just another one that never would have got there. So, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. I think his real last name was L A capital M O O R E. But, uh, you know, to kind of fit, fit in with the sagebrushy uh, nature of it all, he did L apostrophe Amour. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Louis of love. <laughs> exactly. Uh, as opposed to the Louis of, no, you can't love me, now get out of my dressing room, uh, Louis C.K. But that's a completely different story. I'm, I'm not sure that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That might have been a little closer to Louis of love than we thought. <laughs> yeah, Indeed. Fine line between love and uh, lawsuit. Uh, moving on, history is your final question. Seven points is what it is going to be worth to you if you can get it right. I hope you can get it right, John. Here is your seven-point history question. In 1924, this diabolical duo were defended by Clarence Darrow against charges of kidnapping and murder in Chicago. Who were these notorious no-goodniks? So this one, I don't know too much about the case, but for some reason, I always remembered the names. One of them was actually referenced earlier, as a wrong answer. <laughs> I wish I had like a cool story to tell, but I don't. It's another double L, so that gives me confidence too. But I believe that this is Leopold and Loeb. Leopold and Loeb is your answer. So they were accused, these two, of 
kidnapping and killing a 14-year-old boy named Bobby Franks simply because they wanted to. Uh, considered one of the first uh, major publicity thrill kills in the United States. It's funny because I always get them confused just in my head with uh, Lerner and Lowe, who were the composers of My Fair Lady and Camelot. And although oh. they, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> which, you know, leads me to think of Robert Goulet and, you know, you're a mean one, Mr. Leopold. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Leopold and Loeb is correct. That's Nathan Leopold, Richard Loeb. For those of you looking for a uh, justice being served, well... Richard Loeb was shanked while in jail and died. Uh, Nathan Leopold, uh, however, was paroled in the 1960s after about 30-plus years uh, in prison. Died in 1971. A free man. Yay? (laughs) (laughs) Victory! (laughs) Go, go. go. We all want everybody. (laughs) Anyway, seven points for you. Well done. Well done, indeed. That gives you a total of 16 points in that round. I'm going to add that 16 to the 32 you had coming in. Uh, It's a power of two party here. Uh, 32 plus 16 gives you 48 points as we head into the confidence question. Here is how this is going to work. John, uh, is your last chance to try to improve your final score? Only one question is before you. Only one answer is required. I'll give you the category, and you must, must wager between 1 and 10 points. Get it right, and I will add it to your score, and happily so. But get it wrong, John. Get it wrong. Not only will you lose those precious points, but I am going to send you into a room where you can see out the window that there's a man with a beard doing a limbo, singing the loonies, (laughs) and writing love letters to Linda Lavin. That's what I'm going to do for you. That sounds like a good afternoon, actually. Well, yeah. Memorable. Uh, uh, This season, I've asked uh, my hot seat contestants to offer up three potential categories for me to choose from for the confidence question. Uh, John has done so. I have chosen. And so, John, I ask you, how many points from one to ten would you like to wager on a category called Survivor? (laughs) Well, let's see. So I have 48 right now, which I think is a nice score. I'm happy with that. Lovely score. It's not called the confidence round for nothing. I mean, these are questions that I should be fairly confident in, so why not go 10? Let's do this. All right, 10 points. Here is your 10-point confidence question in Survivor. And no, folks, we're not talking about the rock band. Uh, That's not what he meant. And I know that's not what he meant. He's talking the TV well, that, show. That would have been cruel. <laughs> would have been cruel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the search is over. No. <laughs> All right, here is your question on the TV show, The Survivor. At the time that they filmed their seasons of Survivor, who was the oldest Survivor contestant whose first name starts with the letter L? And who was the youngest such player? I will give you five points for each. Now, is this going through current? This is all seasons, right? All seasons from uh, Borneo through Edge of Extinction, yes. This could take a little while. Okay, so so I remember, let's see, Lindsay from Africa was pretty young. There were definitely some young people in Amazon. It wasn't a very old season, though. I don't remember any big bells there. Oh, Islands. Little, she was very old. <laughs> or maybe not very old, but she looked very old. I would say she was probably older than Linda at that point. So Noah. And Grandma Laura. 
<laughs> but she was only in her 30s, I think, and she is kind of a beast. I'm sorry, I drifted off for a second. Have you gotten past Borneo yet? <laughs> <laughs> is that B-O-R-E, Borneo? <laughs> so for the sake of not taking too much more time, I think I'm going to go with... This is going to kill me because I know I'm probably forgetting somebody. But let's say Lindsay from Survivor Africa. Remember, she was pretty young, if I remember right. And so she'll be the youngest. And the oldest, I'm very torn because we have Lil from Pearl Islands, who's kind of the old mom, but I think she had like young kids at the time. So she couldn't have been that old. Lydia from Guatemala was a little older. Leslie from China was a little older. Uh, Lisa Welchel was on Philippines. She was a little older. Not that old. Uh, I feel like Lil is kind of a trap here, but she just seems so old. It's hard to imagine that she was like under 50s or 60s. So I'm kind of torn between Lil and Lisa Welchel for the oldest. And I think I'm going to go, I think Survivor tended to go a little older back in the early days. So I'm going to stick with Lindsay from Africa for the youngest and Lillian from Pearl Islands for the oldest. And I apologize for the long, circuitous route that I took to get there. <laughs> all right all right very good with five points on the line for each answer in terms of the oldest person uh this was someone who at the time of filming not quite up there in rudy bosch territory at all but uh <laughs> who is these days exactly or those days for that matter i don't know uh so uh, 51 years old when uh she filmed her fine fine story she was on the show she was voted off. She fought her way back by simply being voted back in. <laughs> oh, I don't really know what's going on here. I'm just a Boy Scout leader, and I don't really know what's going on at all. I should win, right? I should win? Yes, the first victim of Sandra Diaz-Twine from Pearl Islands, Lil, Lillian Morris. Correct answer. That would be a plus five points. However, I'm going <laughs> to turn around and take them right away. Uh, while certainly back in the days of the Samburu, your answer uh, was correct in terms of some being someone very young. Uh, we have a 21-year-old currently on the edge of extinction. She's a little nervous all the time. She doesn't eat. She passes out. She has an immunity idol. Maybe she'll play it soon. Lauren O'Connell. she was that young. 21 years old. She's no Will Wall on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> uh, but yes, Lauren is the answer from Edge of Extinction. Five plus, five minus. It's a wash. 48 is where you came in. 48 is where you'll stay. Hey, it's a first. Respectable score. It's a first. <laughs> <laughs> is that the first 48? It, well, it's the first time uh, someone's gotten a zero. in the <laughs> A net zero here. Uh, first time I've decided to split it up, but it, I can do these things at my whim, for it is my show and it belongs to me. <laughs> I'm a groundbreaker. <laughs> uh, indeed. Well done, John. 48 points. Uh, it's a fine, fine outing for you. Before I uh, ask you to go, how you feeling? Is there anything you'd like to plug? Anything you'd like to say? Uh, I will give you the floor uh, one final time. Oh, I had a great time and blast being on the hot seat and I love doing my trivia, so that was fun. Follow me on Twitter. I'm kind of the perfect tweeter because I'm funny and my opinions are always right. And I don't tweet that much, so I'm not going to fill up the timeline. It's like once every three days. So what more could you ask for? 
Indeed, and if they wanted to do that, uh, what would be your at handle there? It's just at John Presloid because I am not creative in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, uh, I'm at AJ Bass, it, it, but I'm an early adopter, so I was able to get it before, you know. Yeah, age... I've had it since like 2007. It's branding, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, or you could... a terrible, terrible brand. <laughs> <laughs> or you could, uh, of course, find us here at BMG Pod if you want to talk directly to the Beat My Guest community. Uh, John, thank you so much for being in the hot seat. Uh, it is always a pleasure. Uh, I- I'm very proud of you. I know you were you were nervous. Uh, you did quite admirably. Uh, now get out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See you, AJ. Yeah, thank you so much, John, for being on the show. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Mm, I wonder what the letter will be. Until that time, mm, goodbye. <laughs> Did you beat our guest, or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter at BMGPod. Also, please review and rate us on iTunes. And if you like what you've heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production.